other sci-fi movie shows, things like that, are usually, you know, it's technology, it's society and stuff. Whereas this, it was more so about the reality of going through a war for like a thousand or so years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Sterling Municipal Library's podcast, All Booked, where we talk to you about books we'd like to recommend. And I'm very happy to introduce the final Philo. The final yes. Philo. Yes, <laughs> that is right. We have Ian Philo joining the show today. So that makes pretty much the entire family has come on the show to review a book. I know that you're not usually a reader, but in this particular case, you read The Forever War and you really enjoyed it. Apparently you devoured it in like, what, two days? Yeah, I'll say I think a day or two. I had to stop because my I was straining my eyes. <laughs> Oh, no. like, like you said, I don't read at all. So I was like, oh, too much reading in one day. I have to stop. <laughs> so how about since you're not a big reader, how did you find out about this book? Actually, my brother, because he's working at the library, he's he's not too big of a book person either, at least compared to our mom. She's a bookworm. But like he I mean, since he's working here, he was kind of looking around. And was like, oh, this looks cool. This sounds interesting. I'm going to grab this and grab that. And I remember going through his room, kind of looking, <laughs> <laughs> you know, strolling on by. And then I just kind of look over and I see forever war and i see the soldier kind of there and i'm like huh that sounds interesting like kind of this idea of it's the future it's space i mean it's warfare it's kind of a little general stuff i I kind of like star wars i Mm -hmm. mean that's one example just different shows like that that sci-fi warfare but what really got me hooked kind of was the idea that it's about time whereas like other sci-fi movies shows things like that are usually you know it's technology it's society and stuff whereas this it was more so about the reality of going through a war for like thousand or so years yeah so that's what kind of caught my interest i was like what that's sort of new i started reading it i was immediately hooked especially for a non-reader like it's very hard for me to like grasp on because i'm like oh boring they're saying words blah 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 (laughs) Too much description. Yeah, I think that's what my thing is. It's just, it's too much. But it was just the way the author wrote it. It it was just, it was kind of my language. It was somewhat simplistic, but it was fascinating, like the technical terms and things he would use. But it wasn't like outside, you know, crazy, like D&D, crazy words, like right. phone for, right. yeah. And so the backstory with the author is he was a Vietnam vet. I think it was just Vietnam, but I can't remember what else he did. But I know he wrote a couple other books. But it was the fact that I think it was just, you know, Vietnam because of its time. What we know from history, it was kind of crazy, a lot of political stuff. It was just a new war in general for the world and just how it affected people. And I think it was just fascinating how he took that kind of mindset, that soldier especially in the Vietnam time and making a sci-fi story. And I think just overall that blend of it is what really got me. I was like, oh, wow, this chaotic time of way of thinking and this change, but then also throwing in science fiction to it. I was like, wow, because beforehand there was Starship Troopers. Star Wars hadn't really come out yet, but Forever War. So the start out, I think the main character's name was, or last name was Mandela. It may have been the 90s is where it starts, but it's somewhere around that time. It's, they were just starting out technology-wise, like they were just getting ready to go out, base, things like that. And 
it was just time-wise, I mean, the world was kind of crazy. That's war, famine, those the usual stuff. But he goes out to some random planet, moon, something like that. But it was crazy because they had to wear these exosuits, and the conditions were just this extreme, like... Hostile to life, uh, kind of. Sort of. But it was... What was very fascinating to me was how, how life and death it was. Mm-hmm. It's like they people talk about, like, if you listen to... You know, vets or just people in general that go through traumatic experience, how they'll talk about that, like, this is life and death, you know, how serious this is. It was cool for me as somebody that hasn't really gone through something like that, being able to feel it through his words of like, I, just the way the people interacted. It was like literally the wrong step on this planet or like if you sit wrong or something, you literally could like blow up, you could like die, you would suit malfunction and you suffocate all this and that it was like literally just the slightest mistake and you die and these people were like almost like mit kind of people like they Mm -hmm. were just super smart different backgrounds you got a biologist engineer chemist different people and these people are supposed to be like these upcoming soldiers they're training on this planet that they barely even like done stuff on they're like only just starting to make a base there they're having them practice and straight up these commanders kind of first time i guess going through this as well this is you know all happening at once this is very new for them but like they would flat out be like all right there's 50 of y'all we're expecting you to die as you train i think that's what was just crazy to me because uh you know in the military they're training you to prepare for this chaos here it's like we're not only are we training you but we're expecting the majority of you to die so out of like the 50 we're expecting 20 to live and that's a lucky number right there it was almost in a way kind of traumatic think about that i was like oh my gosh Like, literally, you do something wrong, you die. And I was like, then what was the point of this? Like, why did I even come here to serve if I was just going to die here? So it was like, it really got you thinking. And then somewhere, because of this, they were training and such, they ended up bumping into this alien race. The aliens, like, the description is kind of interesting. It's not the normal, you would think, like, some kind of humanoid or some insect. It was these weird green, almost like 70s idea of, like, a Martian man just a little weirder, mm-hmm. they would be like this almost like trapezoid or hourglass-looking shaped creatures. Okay. Like long, scrawny, skeleton-looking arms and legs. And this sounded like some kind of bug-like head. Like a bunch of, like a, the red eyes, kind of like a flies and eyes, I guess. Like the multifaceted? Yeah, they are the multi-thing. I think, I think there was antennas, or at least that's what I was imagining. <laughs> but it was just... It was just this weird, I was like, that's a new kind of alien. But it was simple, but it was just, like, odd. Yeah. It's, yeah, it was like, that is just so out there. But somehow they ended up bumping into them. And the way they bumped into them was because of these kind of, like, wormholes that mm. they somehow discovered, which is what led them to kind of space fair. I can't remember what they were called, but I, they were just basically, like, wormholes. They go to one sp- spot. They dubbed it Gate Blah or something, and they would just go through it, come out the other side, and then there would be systems and planets, and that's kind of how they traveled. But because of this, kind of like, I think Einstein kind of talked about this, about the relativity of time, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of like the farther you go out in space, time, say, like if you go to Pluto or something, time-wise, it would be different, say, you know, here, things like that. Like if you're out there, you could be going out for five months, but then back here, you could be gone for like five years. So that's where it really kind of played into. So because of this, they would go through these wormholes. And then as they're going out further and further from Earth, time is different. Yeah. And so it was then a lot of questions would come up, be like, well, how are these 
commanders, say, back at home, communicating with these soldiers that are, like, years in the future now. The, the logistics of it was just, like, mind-boggling. But he didn't really get into it, so I was like, that's probably smart. That's, like, <laughs> too much to think about right there. I was like, how would that happen? This group of soldiers, Mandela and them, which also was fascinating, I guess, kind of progressive for their time, or his time to think of, was the, uh, like, co-ed military mm-hmm. aspect like we always kind of look at it as like men or like now we're having women but it was like his story was like men and women equal what what was the end goal of their exploration so i think at first before running into this race it was just going and exploring they were like hey there's this new thing we just found these wormholes where we can go out into distant space but then when they ran into these aliens i guess one of their ships got destroyed or one of their colonizing ships and they were like oh hell no went out to see uh seek them and so this mandela and his group were the first group to go and find a base of theirs on a planet they basically destroyed it but they were kind of like doped up Mm -hmm. i think the commander had them almost kind of like what the nazis did with germany like how they made their soldiers take meth they kind of did that to their soldiers because he i remember him talking about being like hey he's like normally I would be questioning him, like, what the hell are we doing? This is messed up. And he's like, but for some reason right now, he's like, I just want to kill. I'm, I'm, like, crazy right now. But they destroyed these aliens. They beat them up and such. And it was where I think the interesting or kind of main plot of the story started kicking in. But it was over these hundreds, almost to a thousand years of this warfare So, like, he would go out, they'd serve their time somewhere or protecting or fighting for a couple months. They would come back. They would start up the base. It would be this run-down outpost. Yeah. They go out, come back, and it's this, like, almost like utopia kind of place. So is technology and stuff evolving while they're out? Are they having to kind of upgrade themselves and their equipment while they're... Yes, that was an issue they actually brought up. Uh, He talks about in the story of, like, as we kind of progress technologically and such so do they but the question is it was like am i gonna bump into an older version or i'm gonna bump into one that's even in the future of us so are they fighting the aliens that they originally ran into like is that who are they are having this war with yes this whole this whole time has been this alien race Mm -hmm. but i think that's where that kind of communication and such came in it was just weird because this time lapse how do you communicate he went back to earth a couple i think once or twice first time he came back it was all great the second time he came back, it was somewhat great, but it kind of ran back down. He would be talking to people and be like, oh, yeah, here's the latest history on Earth. You know, we had these wars. We had this great thing. Then another war. We started having, like, poverty. Then this and that. Our infrastructure went crazy. Then the government had to kick in. It was all these things. And he tried to uh, not go back. But the military was like, hey, we understand. So we're going to have a shuttle at this place at this time. If you're not here, that's your way of telling us you're not coming back. But we'll be here. If you're here, we'll take you back and we'll throw you into an officer position and yada yada. Because it was only, like, a total, like, a handful of them left that's been since the beginning It's been him and this one girl. They were friends with benefits almost Mm -hmm. kind of thing. But at one point, they both got injured, got on a planet that was colonized. So while Earth was crazy, this planet was like super nice and happy. They ended up having like robotic arms and legs, uh, but they grew flesh over it. So it was like as if nothing happened. Till towards about the end, they go out. He's a lieutenant or major. He's a major now 
at this time towards the end even though in total span of time he's been as a soldier this whole war in his relative time he was only he's only served for about three or four years when in reality like of say earth's timeline since he's been in and out has been a thousand years at this like a thousand plus it was like three thousand like 3100 something when he finally came back but he was the so his unit was the last unit to return from some other outpost or mission they were on he comes back to uh one of the last gates they were holding and they were like hey the war has been over all that was left at this outpost was like a bunch of android human being type things Mm. they were like hey we're all clones here but we've been genetically engineered to you know help you out but we were here waiting for you guys basically to come back and tell you the war is over we've been done turns out it was just bad communication on our part it turns out we just needed to sit down and talk it out like so many conflicts you can definitely tell that he pulls a lot from the vietnam war (laughs) literally i think that's why it was really got me i was like wow because of vietnam uh it's just a fascinating time period it's just mm-hmm. how much happened did you get a lot of like political overview from this or was it very much from the perspective of like the man on the ground it was yeah it was more of a man on the ground kind of situation mm-hmm. it wasn't a lot of like it was literally his perspective as a soldier mm-hmm. during this time there were some like he did throw in there like as a soldier you sometimes think and be like why are we doing this why are mm-hmm. we like why can't we just sit and talk or like why am I here fighting, risking my life? So mm-hmm. it, those are real, I mean, realistic things. It was like, as a soldier, as a person, you're like, why am I doing this? Why are we killing? Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't very uh, political. Yeah, because there's like, I think as far as like military sci-fi go, there's there's like the kind that you read, like man on the ground, like soldier. And then there's like strategic almost, where it's more like you're watching more an like overview. Thrones, sort of, but in space. Yeah, <laughs> like, like you have a bunch of different main characters, and they're all, like, talking about this this conflict as a whole. It's really interesting to see it from, like, an individual's perspective, because yeah. it could easily be, like, very boring to just be, like, from the perspective of, like, a commander on Earth and just be like, well, long time has passed. Right. Mm-hmm. Keeps going. Still here doing Still this. here. <laughs> but are there any, like, takeaways about the sci-fi angle, like, being on a ship like that? Uh, I know it's probably a lot like being on a actual ship on the ocean, <laughs> except for really long periods of time. Yeah. Uh, is there anything that you noticed that was really interesting that you never thought about, like, in the idea of, like, space travel and, and things like that? I guess, I think the really only, like, main new thing about it was just the timeline, like, time yeah. itself. Mm-hmm. But there was some uh, stuff that you probably would have seen in other sci-fis. Like, so the way they kind of had to go through these wormholes is that they uh, had to go in these, like, specialized vacuum suits and stuff that basically helped them live through the multiple Gs of force mm-hmm. to either teleport or jump. Because they're having to do, like, 25 or so Gs. They have to get in a suit, get in this tub thing, and then just basically feel this kind of slight force on them and they're like oh this is painful but then they get out and even those were kind of iffy like sometimes they would mess up and were there wormholes black holes in here because i think think there's a lot of like in sci-fi like wiggliness around like is it actually a black hole or is it just like a special sci-fi thing yeah no i I was wondering that too i was like Mm -hmm. wait is it this but no he didn't it didn't make it out like it was a black hole okay it was just it was some weird sci-fi ripple (laughs) yeah like some kind of 
wormhole, temporal, something. It, you can just go through one end to the other with ease through this little hole thing here. So how do they get their rations? Was it one of those like particle things where you say, computer, I want bread they pudding? <laughs> they, he didn't say anything oh, about like computer. Green. Yeah. No, there wasn't a lot of computer like, hey, computer, do this and that. It was just, it was... It was very like 80s sci-fi where mm-hmm. it was probably all like green and black MREs. computer, screen, no. computer yeah. screens. Yeah. Just, and... They just did stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, food. They didn't talk about okay. food and supplies very much. What? It's not a food book, <laughs> right? I would say they didn't think the about recipes like, in the back, right? <laughs> They're just eating military rations the whole time. Yeah, like a bunch yeah. of protein bars. I'm sure yeah. it was like powder that you mix with like re- reconstituted sweat or something gross. Yeah, yeah something. Yeah. Like. Uh, so, since you are a reluctant reader, it's not something that you like really jump into a lot. What kind of person would you recommend this book for? Since apparently it has done the trick with you and your brother of like making you very interested in reading. Yeah, I would say it definitely caught my interest. I would probably recommend it, yeah, sort of for people like me who are just reluctant readers, but just like a good story that involves warfare, but not, you know, just blood and guts the reality of warfare like as a human society overall like what we deal with as human beings it's somewhat in the future i would recommend it to somebody who wants something a little different than what we see almost every day in sci-fi you know technology you know genetics i mean we see some about time but it it was just different it's Mm -hmm. warfare with time Mm -hmm. not set in one time and you're stuck in that time does this make you more interested in reading additional military sci-fi no to be honest it was a one-off yeah yeah it was a one it was a one and done though the author has caught my interest just because of the way he wrote it like his Mm -hmm. he didn't like say all these extravagant words it was easy to understand but yet it was there was some sophistication to it yeah (laughs) all right that's all i can think of Mm -hmm. to ask thank you so much for joining us on the show hopefully it wasn't too bad for you know a non-reader to join us no it was it's a new experience it's exciting (laughs) there you go (laughs) and stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations bye